take two, Tony. Timmy Hodges joins us now from Bathurst. Morning, Timmy. Uh, that was seamless. Jared, g'day, Tone. How's things, boys? <laughs> Pretty good well, th- this morning. Things are all right here. More importantly, <laughs> what's it like there? Uh, it's okay at the minute, but, uh, yeah, just the forecast that is coming is unbelievable, and it feels like it hasn't uh, only hit here yesterday. But the, the rain that has been in New South Wales and Sydney and then the flood warnings that are around for Sydney and then you just drive up through the Blue Mountains and what's on the way here is, um, especially tomorrow, is, is seismic. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, even last night, guys, like just the walking out, uh, of the racetrack late last night, they were actually moving marquees because it was so unstable where they've put them down. That there's so much sure. mud, like you feel, you feel horrible. There's you know thirty to thirty five thousand campers on the mountain this weekend. Up the top is just mud everywhere. Like it would be, it's a labour of love this place. But God, people would be getting tested on uh, on the conditions that are being thrown at them this weekend. So what will it mean today when they start these uh, practice uh, sessions? Cautious tyres. Uh, what do you expect today? Uh, then it's just what this afternoon's going to be like. And if uh, I mean, they said it was going to rain all day. It's okay at the moment. So if it if it stays like this, then it's it's really difficult for the teams that you've got two practice sessions leading into the, the biggest qualifying session of the year this afternoon at four fifteen. And who knows what the weather forecast is going? Who knows what the weather is going to be at that point? And then it's just going to be laid all on the line to put your best lap to try and get your place on the grid and ideally force your way into the top 10 shootout, which is the highlight of tomorrow's schedule. So, yeah, it's it's a fine line that all all the teams are, are treading right now. The last thing they want to do is, is stick it in the wall, but they've got to be out on the track to give their main drivers to make sure they're comfortable. But, but more importantly, you know, certainly yesterday and today... When they're working working on the outright pace for for qualifying, it's to make sure their co-drivers are absolutely comfortable for the conditions that are coming, and it's not going to be pleasant. You would think on Sunday with the amount of rain that that is going to be around. You think that? Um, I think one thing that has happened with the coverage now of, of supercars, and it's fantastic coverage that we see, and you get a real insight into how dangerous it is when when the cameras are in the car. And you can see, say, the rain or the cars around them, but you don't really appreciate how fast they're going when you when you see the long range shot. Oh, even the um, uh, I'm not sure how much of the coverage you saw yesterday. There were the Porsche Carrera Cups were on for an hour practice session yesterday morning. It was when the fog was rolling across the mountain, and yeah, great. honestly, the, the onboard shots were ridiculous. It was what you were seeing is what the drivers were seeing, and they're doing over 250 kilometres an hour in half million dollar Porsches, and you could see about. A hundred meters ahead of you, and that was it. It's like it's, um, and it's such a dangerous, it's such an unbelievable racetrack, unbelievable. And and I know all your listeners would be sports fans. Let's do put it on your bucket list. Maybe not this year with the, with the bloody mud that's around, but um, uh, do make sure you get up here. Just even to go around at any stage during the year, it's, it's gobsmacking when you go around this racetrack at forty kilometers an hour, let alone two hundred and sixty kilometers an hour, and. And the straights are enormous. Conrod Strait is, you know, to see a supercar going at over 300 kilometres an hour is, um, is, is, you know, it's, it floats my boat. You know that I'm a, I'm a motorsport nuffy, guys. But it's across the mountain where they, they, the drivers earn their money. Like, it's um, blind turns, it's flat out, it's up and it's down. It's like, it, it is the closest thing, I think, to a roller coaster that you could ever have on a racetrack. It's, um, that's why... It, this place is adored by every race car driver that comes from any point of the earth, 
they come to Mount Panorama and think, wow, this place is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And that's the amazing part of it, Tim. It really is unique in the fact that part of it is public roads and you can actually drive on part of it when it's not in full race mode. Yeah, no, well, the whole thing is. So, yeah, you can you can jump on at any time at any stage during the year and come up to Bathurst and go to the Oxford Hotel and you get a fantastic palmer and um, and then come to the, to the racetrack and, and you can go around and be very careful because during the year there are there are uh, speed cameras all over the place, especially down Conrod Strait, uh, where it's, I mean, the thing that, and, and I, don't, I don't know how TV does it better because, uh, Jared, I agree with you about the, the, the TV coverage is, is brilliant, but it still doesn't quite show the the height that the mountain is that each lap, the, how high they go up and then how how steep it is and then how rapid it goes down and, and when they come off Forest Elbow it is straight down Conrad Strait so you know even in a road car it's very difficult you have to almost put the the foot on the brake when you're going down in in a normal time during the year because there are speed cameras right along it um mm. be warned everyone out there if, you, if you're going to do it um yes yeah, but it's just a you know what a place to, to go racing this weekend and then you add water to the mix god it's going to be a, a it's going to be an unbelievable edition of the great race. And what are your duties for the next few days? Uh, I'm just really a spare parts man this weekend. Okay. Um, I think the Fox guys know I'm a, I'm a motorsport nuffy, so they're happy to take me on, on board for, for the weekend. So if uh, someone's paying my way up here, happy to come up. Yeah, why not? Um, so, who wins? Well, it's a really difficult... I mean, it's not a difficult. It's actually quite easy. The, the easy answer is... The, the absolute outright favourite is Shane Van Gisbergen. He's the best driver in the field by a street. He's won 18 races this year. He's the defending series champion. He's 500-odd points up in this year's championship, and he'll, go, he'll be the champion again this year. He's got the, the best car, the best team, the best crew calling the best strategy, and then you add to the mix his co-driver is Garth Tander, the best of the co-drivers, and they are both pretty decent in the wet, so you know it's hard to look past them. To be honest, it, it, like the rest of the season, if everything goes well for that car, car 97, I can't see them being beaten. But the beauty of Bathurst is it's it's a marathon. It's 161 laps around this place. Anything can happen. And then you add the rain. You, you, if, if it is as heavy as they're saying, there's going to be a hell of a lot of safety cars. That'll bunch the field up time and time again. So um, that does open it up, I think, to, to a whole host of different uh, options and, and it is a shame guys like we've spoken that it's a shame that Scott McLaughlin and Van Gisbergen could have been two of the great titans of this sport forever and, and unfortunate that McLaughlin after dominating the sport for, for four years won three championships um, then went to America so we've sort of missed that as a sport that I think these could have been the you know the Brock and the Johnson type uh, duo um, and then if it wasn't for Van Gisbergen I, I think it's, it would be you know you don't want to have ill will on anyone, but if Car 97 has an issue, there's any one of 22 cars, I reckon, guys, that could actually put their hand up as a genuine chance to win the race. Talking of titans of the uh, of the industry, Dick Johnson out uh, and about, as always. Uh, remember some of the wonderful battles that he had with uh, Peter Perfect down through the years, and incredible to think, Tim, there's 20 years since Brocky's first win on the mountain there, but uh, I see that Dick was out in the new Gen 3 Mustang yesterday. Yeah, which even, um, I think, is a He's um, he's in his seventies now. He's uh, not that he's frail or anything, but even seeing him bolt into that brand new Gen Three Mustang yesterday was like, oh, I hope he's okay out there. And yeah, he's absolutely still got it. So, 
Uh, this is the last year, guys, with the current spec cars. Um, as it's obviously the last Bathurst with with the Holden and with the Commodore that they become a Chevrolet next year all new cars all new Mustangs all new Chevrolet so these cars look wicked especially up close like it's going to be uh, awesome for the sport in in 2023 when there's 25 of these brand new Gen 3 supercars on the grid at Newcastle on the street circuit there for round one next season um so it is a yeah it is the the end of an era certainly the end of an era for Holden the last time a Holden will be at Bathurst so a lot of people are trying to compare it to like it's as if Collingwood was playing their last ever game of football. I mean, that's <laughs> Holden fans are that passionate that it's like their footy club. And so there's a lot of uh, emotion around this weekend. There's a hell of a lot of events in the lead up, especially Sunday morning. And that'll be part of the coverage that there's uh, a lot paying tribute to, to Holden's uh, contribution. And also they've had more success here than... Than, than any other manufacturer. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of dedications to them um, before the race starts at, at 11.15 on Sunday morning. Well, Timmy, you are tipping Van Gisberg and Tanda. That's car 97, as you point out. Both have got pretty good wet track form, and that might well be uh, needed on Sunday. But fingers crossed, uh, rain doesn't intervene. We get a safe race, and uh, may the best car win. You have a good time up there and behave yourself. Keep out of the mud, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bugger it. We want the rain to come, Jared. I think it's better for uh, all of you, all of you guys on the couch watching. And uh, I mean, hopefully, I know most of your listeners probably won't be tuning in for the whole race, but hopefully, um, you know, tune in at the start. So it's it's eleven fifteen. So it's a bit earlier this year. Uh, it'll be ten fifteen for, for you guys, and then about four thirty. Um, tune in for, for the end. Hopefully it's a grandstand finish and, um, you know, after the AFL Grand Final, the NRL Grand Final and it's it's uh, Australian Motorsports Day of Days, so uh, hopefully they put on put on some sort of show. Oh, I'm sure they will. Either way, uh, hopefully we can catch up with you early next week for your take on the race. Uh, have, a, have a good weekend. Hopefully it all goes well and look forward to catching up with you at a later date. Beauty, anytime. Thanks, guys.